May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Hey everyone, I'm Joe Grapes. I'm one of the pastors here at Central City Church and I'm excited to have you join us for our daily readings. It's Friday, April 10th. It's Good Friday, and our daily reading is John 19, 1 through 37. Today, we're just going to read a few verses, verses 28 to 30, verses 28 to 30 of John chapter 19. And today is Good Friday, and there's never been a holiday named good uh, that's been in some ways deserving and not deserving. It's so interesting that there is a holiday that we celebrate the goodness of God when the story of Good Friday reads so uh, violently. And that really is a story I encourage you to read uh, all of chapter John, uh, John 19 or any of the other Gospels that talks about what happens on Good Friday of the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus Christ. It really is good news for the world, but a truly violent and terrible story um, and would be a terrible end to the story. Everyone thought it would be the end of the story, but we know that Easter is still coming. Uh, speaking of Easter, excited to have you all join us live um, this uh, Sunday at 10 a.m. at live.centralcity.co. Love to have you uh, be a part of that. One of the things we are doing is putting together some stories, what Jesus means to people. Um, if you're listening to this on Friday or even Saturday morning, it's not too late, send me a text. I'd love to add your voice to that video. We'll be finalizing that video probably Saturday afternoon uh, at some point, so we'd love to have you be a part of it. Uh, you can just text me or send me an email, uh, joe at centralcity.co. So with that, uh, be sure to invite someone to join us online. We have some really fun stuff planned for this Easter, so a really great video that our worship team put together, um, uh, some testimonies, uh, some prayers, a variety of things, so I encourage you to do that. With that, here is our daily reading. Later, knowing that everything had now been finished, and so that scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of hyssop plant, and lifted it to Jesus' lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. God, we give you thanks for the gift of your son, for the willingness to lay down your life for not only a friend, but for those counted as enemies, that in your death, we might have life. Help us to understand, to receive, to appreciate this gift and the difference it makes in our lives. In your name, amen. Here in Jesus' final moments, when he realizes the work had been accomplished, he says, I am thirsty. You know, I, at first that seems like just a very normal thing to say, but there's actually potentially uh, some great meaning. And I want to reflect, I want to share three ideas that come out of this I am thirsty phrase of Jesus' final moments here 
on Good Friday. The, the first one is very simple, and, and, and probably the most significant reason why Jesus says, I am thirsty, is simply that Jesus was thirsty. You know, there was this movement in the early church that kind of thought so highly of Jesus that they suggested that Jesus wasn't human at all, that Jesus was in some way God walking the earth, but not God in the flesh. And what we see here, as well as many other places in Jesus' story, is that Jesus was not only God, but fully, vulnerably human. And just like so many people in their final moments before they pass away, he was thirsty. And, and we recognize that Jesus was, in fact, dying. A real death, a real human, experiencing his body shutting down like all of us will at some point or another. The, the second point is simply this, and this one's a little bit maybe more beautiful um, and just as hard, is simply that, you know, it was earlier in John when Jesus sat down and talked with a Samaritan woman, and they were sitting at a well, and she was looking for uh, water from the well, and Jesus starts talking about water as a metaphor and, and really kind of talks about how if she came to him, um, he, he would give her water that would never run dry. He says, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. But here, Jesus, the spring of water welling up to eternal life, is thirsty. In other words, the source for living water has dried up. The well of life is being crucified on a cross. The source of life and hope and peace and love is dying. The well can no longer provide water, for the well itself thirsts. And of course, we know that's not where the story ends. We know that this well will bring forth water again. The third thing is that Jesus um, is thirsty because Jesus had drank in the cup. It was finished. You know, multiple disciples are talking to Jesus and saying they want to go with Jesus or defending Jesus. And Jesus often talks about the suffering that he would endure as a, as a drink from a cup that he has to drink from. A, Shall I not drink the cup the Father has given me, he tells Peter just the night before. And so now it is finished. Jesus says, I am thirsty because the cup is empty. So what is this cup? Well, Isaiah 53 describes the cup that Jesus would drink. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. When Jesus asked, James and John, if they would drink from the cup, they said that they would, and Jesus didn't disagree with him. He said, you will drink the cup I drank and be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with. The invitation to follow Jesus is an invitation to drink from this cup as well. It's not an invitation to a comfortable life. It's an invitation to take up our cross and follow Jesus. There will be moments in our lives where we find ourselves thirsty all dried up. And friends, it is necessary. Resurrection is only possible on the other side of the cross. We can't enter into our second half 
of our spiritual life, as Richard Rohr describes in his book, Falling Upward. We can't enter into the second half of our spiritual life if we don't first die. Die to ourselves. Die to our comfort. Die to our own ambitions and pride and greed. Jesus says, come and drink this cup. It'll be the death of you. But on the other side of death is life. That's the journey we have. That's the gift Jesus has given. New life is possible because Jesus paved the way. Friends, thanks for joining us for our daily reading. You can find the readings and more by going to centralcity.co slash readings. Now, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all.